Okay, hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this is really our true first podcasting. If you read any of the financial papers or entertainment papers, podcasting is the latest and greatest uh, thing that's uh, really changing how we communicate. And that's what our goal is here, is to kind of get you very rapid turnaround. As I mentioned on the overview page, one difference between our typical lectures and this podcasting is I can't show you images. So I can hold them in my hand, but I can't show it to you on the web. So we're going to try to address things that are typically asked of me, questions that we particularly find important, some of our concepts and thoughts. Just a few basic comments. If you want to know more about podcasting, go to the Apple website, www.apple.com. It's very easy to get this lecture. You can subscribe to it. We're going to do it at least once a week. You can subscribe to it on the Apple site. And amazingly, it's for free. It's good to own an iPod. It helps your Apple stock go up. But in all seriousness, you don't even need to own an iPod to do podcasting and to listen to this message. And you also do not need to purchase any specific software. So it's one of the true things in life that are indeed free. Anyway, let's first look at multi-detector CT focusing on 64-slice scanning. And the question I'm most often asked is, what scanner should I buy? Well, I'm not going to answer that question. So let's change the question a little bit. And the question is, should I buy a 64-slice scanner? Is it really necessary? I have a 4, I have a 16. What's the bottom line? Is it something I need to do? So the first thing is, I will tell you that 4-slice scanning was very impressive when we first started doing it six, seven years ago. And then 16 slice came along and four slice seemed barbaric. You look at four slice images, you wonder how you ever read that, which is of course the same feeling I had when I went from one slice to four slice and when I went from non-spiral to spiral. But four to 16 is a massive change. It gives you in the abdomen especially the ability to do really high-quality CT angiography, be it the pancreas or kidneys, or do good vascular work in the aorta, or do runoff studies. Also, in terms of things like pulmonary emboli studies, it really gives you uh, the ability to do single-breath hold studies with pretty much isotropic data sets without many of the problems that we encountered on uh, the four-slice scanners. Most of our study times are in the 10-second range in the abdomen or chest, so it indeed is really a very, very impressive piece of technology. So then 64-slice CT came along. Well, is this just simply more? Is it unnecessary? Is it necessary? What is the bottom line? Well, I think the answer in many ways really depends on what you want to be doing. We started doing cardiac imaging, particularly coronary artery imaging specifically, on 16-slice scanners. And you could do a reasonable job in a reasonable percent of patients. And if you look at the literature, the best of articles claim probably success or reasonable success in about 70% of cases, which is okay, but that's not going to really allow it to be a truly diagnostic tool across a range of settings and patients. Well, 64-slice CT really changes all of that. 64-slice CT, where you're getting acquisitions typically three to four times faster than a 16-slice, but you're able to get true isotropic resolution with under 0.4 millimeter spatial resolution, temporal resolution in the 150 millisecond range, 
cardiac CT, coronary artery imaging is something that is very realistic. We can do quality studies in the high 90% of patients. We routinely get exquisite images. Now, again, when you do cardiac imaging, you're using gated studies. So scan times are in the uh, 5 to 10 second range, depending on whose scanner you use. But in our experience, the images are absolutely spectacular. And we do have a very high correlation with cardiac cath. So if you're going to do cardiac imaging, 64-slice CT is mandatory. Do not think about doing coronary imaging without 64-slice. It's unfair to the patient. It is just not where you want to be. In saying that, what about other applications? Reality is that if I'm looking for an abdominal abscess, I don't think we're going to do a whole lot better with 64 than with 16. You can scan faster. All of the benefits are there, but it's really not going to change your accuracy to any degree. The details of vessels we're able to get is very impressive for a number of reasons. One, the better spatial resolution. The fact my scan times are true breath holds, three to five or six seconds. The ability to truly time delivery of contrast with the acquisition of data could be done with 16 fairly well, but it's very, very robust with 64-slice scanning. So although for many of these abdominal applications it's not mandatory, it really is, in my opinion, a whole lot better. Now, are we going to see articles which show uh, detection rates of liver metastasis changing significantly or the ability to determine resectability of pancreatic cancer changing significantly? I would say the answer is probably no, but it will definitely, definitely be an improvement. In terms of workflow, what about 64 versus 16? I think the biggest thing in terms of workflow these days is getting patients in and out of the room or starting IVs. Scan times really are basically background noise. If you want to do good throughput, you have to start the IVs out in the hallway. You have to have enough technologists. So there's literally one technologist bringing the patients in and the, out of the room. That same technologist is probably managing the IV. Again, we have to be very careful with delivery of contrast. We're injecting routinely three to four cc's with these uh, scanners. But again, it's really the process. So one of the things that I take great pride with at Hopkins is we have terrific technologists who work together. Again, it's a team approach to doing these patients. And if you're doing it well, you could easily scan four to six patients an hour. We do CT angiograms like we used to do non-contrast chest CTs. So it's not that difficult. It's not that complicated. But what you have to realize, of course, is something we've always said with CT angio. It's a zero-tolerance operation. You cannot make mistakes. 64 slice, it's much easier to do things correctly. On the flip side, it's much easier to do things incorrectly. You can scan too early. That's a bigger problem than scanning too late. Of course, if you scan too early, you can go back and get another acquisition, but we do not want to subject patients to more radiation. So you want to do things properly. Key things, of course, then are timing boluses or uh, computer-assisted triggering. That's working a whole lot better. We tend to stick very commonly for cardiac, for example, with test bolus injections. That works very nicely. We still do maintain that for many routine applications, you can do preset timing. Again, roughly 25 seconds for arterial phase, 
55 seconds for Venus phase, and that indeed works very nicely. In terms of 64 slice CT, one thing you do have to be aware, and I'm sure you're beginning to become aware of it, is that we do create an incredible number of slices. On cardiac studies, sometimes we have 5,000 slices. On routine abdomens, we have, um, when you're doing dual phase imaging, 1,000 to 1,500 slices. We do a lot of slices, and PAC systems are not meant to look at 1,000 or 2,000 slices. Also, you don't want to look at those single axial images. So it's very important to recognize that if you've been putting off getting into 3D imaging, if you've been putting off getting into post-processing, if you've been putting off the change in the workflow, you can't do that any longer. If you buy a 64-slice CT, you better be committed to doing post-processing. 3D imaging is a critical part of what we do. Volume visualization is how we think about CT these days. We're not thinking about slices. And the best way I can explain it to you is if CT came along today and 64 slice CT was the first thing that was developed, nobody in their right mind would ever have come up with axial CT as a primary imaging or viewing modality. You would have gone directly into the volumes and from that 3D volume, you would have been able to select planes and perspectives with that option. That's really how you have to think about things. With 64 slice CT, with routine isotropic resolution, it's not just a matter of too much data. Even if you were willing to scroll thousands of slices, even if your pack system would work and wouldn't blow up, it's not what you want to do because a lot of information is only seen in the volume. This is something we lectured about since our earliest days with Pixar in the mid-80s. Volume visualization, whether it's in medicine or it's in seismic data, or it's in aerospace data. Visualization is the key word. We need to look at images as volumes. Within the volumes, you can make better diagnoses. You can trace vessels and track vessels and really understand the full extent of pathology. That's something you can't do with axial imaging. The best way I know that's true, of course, is our referring clinicians. Experienced surgeons, for example, are no longer looking at the axial images. They're going straight into the volumes. We may supplement some of the volume visualizations and look at some of the axials and coronals, for example, but the main display is in the 3D map. We do all of it interactively, but we're in that 3D world. So I'm telling you, you have to be willing, you have to take strides to really change things. And that's something that's not going to change. 64 slice CT, I am sure, is not the end of developments in CT scanning. We will change whether it's multiple x-ray tubes or more detectors or area detectors or a combination of all of the above. We will be scanning faster and faster. I have no doubt within several years we'll be down to a heartbeat. We'll be getting thousands of slices. Again, the key will be visualization. Get on the bandwagon now. Get trained. Go to a course. Get the company who sold you that scanner to teach you how to use the scanner and how to use the workstation. And it's not a job for technologists. Technologists are terrific. They need to know how to do it. But the radiologist has to do it. Is the way we're going to do this process in the future. It's not going to be this axial-based imaging, 
And the sooner you make that decision, the sooner you cross that river, the better things are going to be. And as I said, there really is no choice because why get a 64-slice scanner? Why do 2,000 slices and then review every fifth or tenth image? It just doesn't make sense. So again, one of the key things about 64 that I'll leave you with is that it's really not just more slices. It's really totally a change in how we do CT. Often one can look at it as strategic inflection point where everything changes. It's very, very important to recognize it's not just a small change. It's not just more slices or more detectors. It's a whole new way of doing business. It's very exciting. I mean, it gives us incredible power. You could see how people think about 64 slice CT because Everybody and their brother, from the cardiologist down the street to the urologist to the neurologist, everyone is trying to buy scanners. Well, people realize that you cannot practice without CT, and that 64 takes us to a new level. In terms of uh, looking at images and looking at protocols, go to CT as Us. We have protocols from Siemens online there. The GE protocols are coming any second. I may have said that a few weeks ago, but the seconds are getting closer. We also have thousands of cases and text. Uh, we're putting a lot of work in, particularly with cardiac imaging, and that's on the front page of CTSS. So any other thoughts and comments and suggestions? And in terms of this iPod casting, it's something we're also learning how to do. And as I mentioned at the start of this talk, let us know what you think, what topics you'd like us to discuss, and we'll be happy to discuss them. With that, let me sign off and say have a nice day. Thanks a lot.